Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and I'm joined by my really good friend, Jacob Evans, who has now ordered a new car. Jacob, are you so excited for the new car that's coming? Well, I've ordered it, but who knows when it's going to come or, you know, who knows? I don't really know. And it's still cancelable. So, you know, the act of placing an order is it's it's kind of a no commitment thing. So I I don't know. I'm excited, but it's hard to get excited about something that's gonna come in eight months. Yeah. It's so different to where before, you know, like they were begging for buyers for cars and now it's like take a number, we'll oh, eventually get to you. I hate it. <laughs> I like you know, I like to go in, wheel and deal. Come home feeling like I got a deal. I probably never got a deal, but at least I felt like I got a deal. It was great. But nowadays, none of that. None of that happens. All cars are being sold over MSRP. Used cars, in some cases, are more expensive than new ones. It's a crazy world we live in, Casey. Well, welcome to the Car Talk podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We're not talking about cars today. We are talking about planning. We're continuing our, our season two here where we've been talking about the five altitudes of planning And I'm really excited, Jacob, because we've actually went through all of the altitudes at this point. There's weekly, there's daily, there's quarterly, there's yearly, and then there's life plan. We've talked about each of those. So if this is the first episode you're hearing, you might want to go back and listen to those first uh, as a prerequisite to what we're talking about today. But today we're going to put it all together. We're going to put the cookies on a lower shelf here and talk about how the different altitudes connect to each other. And when we introduced this, we did it from, we started with the week and then we did quarter and then we did yearly, which is a little bit backwards if you think, but I think easier to start today. We're going to reverse that and start with the life plan and then break it down to the day plan. Uh, I'm excited about this. I think this is going to help solidify the connections here for people. We are going to put it all together, Casey. Yes, it's that gonna be is how we do it. It's going to be all, it's uh, going to be great. Before we do that though, I was kind of thinking and you asked me a question, uh what would your life look like if you didn't have any of these planning routines? And I started to like daydream for like a nanosecond about what that would be like and and I think it would be like this. My week would start and it would constantly be me putting out fires all day long. And those fires would have been because of things I didn't follow up on or things I didn't lead well or uh, and I'd be stuck in a rut to where I wasn't able to accomplish big goals in my life. I wouldn't even I don't think I'd even get to goals if I didn't have these planning routines to drive me there and I would be less effective and I'd be frantic, I think would be my thing. But what about you? What would your life look like without these planning routines? I think for me, I would gravitate towards the latest and loudest, which means that I would be in my email all day long, just checking email and replying to email and writing email and sending misses off missives off to not misses missives off to, uh, to, to people. And I, I think I like you would be maybe a little frantic. I don't tend to be a frantic person, so I don't, I can't picture myself being frantic, but what I would do is I just wouldn't get anything big done like anything that takes significant time and attention or energy or cognitive resources i would put those things off i mean i might get to some of them but usually it would i would be drawn to the latest and loudest and 
which is normally email or messages. And I'd be calling probably silly meetings that could have happened other ways. Um, and I think, I, I think too, kind of on a personal level, I would not spend uh, nearly enough time thinking about how I can better love and serve my family. Like they, they would probably take a backseat to my frantic latest and loudest um, thing. And that's what I'm drawn to like naturally. So by having planning routines and, and specifically routines that help us set goals for things that aren't latest or loud, uh, I resist the urge to kind of get towards the latest and loud and, and instead uh, have better tools to prioritize more meaningful work. Yeah. There are some times where I think, what if I didn't, you know, cause these planning takes some time, right? Oh, does, like what yeah. if I didn't, what if I just was working during that time and I wasn't thinking about what I was going to do? I'm actually doing what I was going to do. And then I always come back to the fact of, you know, sharpening the saw will get the tree down faster. But I have had weeks where I'm out of these routines and uh, I think just even my overall happiness is, is impacted in that I'm stressed, uh, I'm frantic, I'm uh, not making great decisions, and then I'm having to play catch up because of the bad decisions. So uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's an interesting exercise to think through, like, what if what if you didn't maybe even take a day where I'm not going to do any of these and see if I feel the difference that might even tell you what is important, you know, to focus on uh, as you're doing it. I think for me, I would, and I know you don't typically have this problem, Casey, but I would procrastinate a lot more than I already do. I would be a, instead of, you know, being like a blue belt or whatever in procrastination, I would have a black belt in solid, 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 (laughs) solid black. I think I think I might actually get to procrastination because I'd be working on a lot of things I didn't need to work on. So it would yeah. still maybe the products the same. We just get there differently. Let's jump back into these altitudes and and we're going to take these in reverse order. But I also would say probably prioritization order when this is really humming, how everything can work. And to do that, we have to start with the life plan. And we'll give just a couple sentences of recap here and then talk about how to connect the life plan uh, to the next step. So remember, a life plan is your North Star. It is your document that talks about who you want to be, what you want to achieve, how you want people to remember you. And again, you can go back and listen to this episode. It's the last episode before this one. And this is where you're going to map out uh, an ideal state uh, for different domains in your life, like your health, your work, your relationships. So you're going to write the ideal, and then you're going to write a current reality of that idea deal. And then the bridge between the two is, to me, where you come up with goals that you're going to work on that year. Um, there. So uh, an example of this, I think I shared from the last one is one of the domains I have mapped out is my physical health. And that was an area where I had a clear separation between my ideal, um, which I think I told you last time was to look and feel freaking amazing. And what the reality was of being a hundred pounds overweight, not exercising, um, feeling tired all the time, and so when I, I took those two things, the what I wanted versus what was reality, I was able to come up with some specific goals that led me to strategies uh, on that. So is that how you view that, Jacob? No, absolutely. Uh, one of plan? one of the the areas that um, I 
in my life plan involves financial planning or, or and, and it's really not financial. It's really, I have a goal to retire at the age of 55. Well, in order to do that, it kind of turns into a financial goal. In order yep. to do that, um, I need to do things now to ensure that we have the resources we need to retire at 55. So I, um, in fact, just this quarter, I have a, a goal to do some uh, financial planning where um, uh, I assess kind of where we're at, where we need to be. And, uh, and, and through that lens, I'll be able to assess new opportunities um, in my, in, in my day job, you know, as I work. And, uh, you know, if I just kind of left that go unchecked, I, maybe the market would do really great things and we could retire at 55, but, uh, otherwise, you know, without the planning, I, I, I feel like, or without you just having the goal, the ideal state, uh, set, um, yeah, it, 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 it's a finger in the wind if it would have actually materialized. Yeah. So there's the ideal state is I'm going to retire at 55 yep. and I'd imagine retire in the luxurious lifestyle you've come accustomed no, to. Not, 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 not quite like that, but, but you know, <laughs> I told someone the other day, I said, I have a goal of retiring at 55. And if that means that we're living in a shack, so be it. But that's the goal. <laughs> Jacob's very conservative in his spending. I, I will say that. Uh, how long you lived in the same house for? for oh, a while, right? yeah. At least 10 years, 10, maybe longer, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, retire at 55 at whatever you determine is that level the then you current reality is that I need to do some planning to really know how much I need to get there. So then out of that planning can come some actual goals that might be, uh, we're going to save money here, or we're going to make more money in these cases, or we need to get a will together, right? Or we need to get this type of insurance. Is that kind of how you're looking at That's it? exactly right. I think kind of the first step for me after I ratified, after I kind of envisioned this ideal state, the next step for me was, okay, well, I need to kind of back into how I'm going to get there and, and create some scenarios on how I might get there. So right now I'm yeah. kind of in that scenario. That's interesting. So it's not just one plan. It could be like A, B, or C. And right, then right, right. have to figure out yep. which one to go through. That's right. Well, let's hang on to these two examples then. We'll hang on to mine is the, you know, looking and feeling amazing. And then we'll hang on to your uh, vision of retiring at 55 and so if that's where we've created in the life plan, right? Like we have that set as who we want to become. Let's go and mark these down to the different planning levels and talk about how those two connect. And I think if if we go from the life goal, right? Uh, look and feel awesome, retire at 55. How does that connect to the annual planning for you? Uh, for me, this, I mean, and again, this is kind of a moving target, right? Because, you know, we have long-term retirement money invested, right? And and who knows what that's going to do? I mean, we can do, we can, you know, <laughs> hopefully it does well. Uh, but then there's some specific steps that we need to take through throughout the year and, and years to, su- to support that, you know, in terms of savings and that kind of stuff. And then there's other opportunities that I look at that I need to kind of assess, okay, well, are they, are they going to help me kind of in this goal, particularly as it relates to taking on new work or assessing kind of new opportunities, um, in my career, that kind of stuff. I love that. And for me, the annual is like, okay, I have these, uh, I think it's nine different domains that I have. I'm reading one is spiritual. One is physical. One is intellectual. One is marital. One is parental, one is social, one is financial, one is vocational, and one is advocational. So those are my nine 
different life buckets. I remember you saying you had uh, something similar there. In my annual planning, um, what I'm going to do is pick five to six of these different goals or these different things that I've identified. So maybe for for my health goal, one of one or health aspirations, one of the goals could be that I need to get set up with uh, a workout plan. And so my one of my goals that I identify at the annual might be here is the I want to set I want to get a doable uh, workout routine that includes cardiovascular and strength and and that's really doable. Or maybe it's like I'm going to establish a relationship with a trainer. And at that level, I'm, I'm not setting them as like, I'm going to work out five days a week uh, and it's going to be this. It's more like, what are the areas of focus that I'm going to hit in my my goals that year? And how many am I going to tackle this year? Knowing that the more I the more I put on that list, probably the less effective I'm going to be at hitting them. So it's like, what are those big major, uh, accomplishments, uh, that I want to hit. And I think within each of those buckets, it's easier to break them down even more. If we talk about your financial goal, we can talk about, okay, what are the different parts of your finances, your income, it's your expenses, it's your insurance. It's like what happens in the event of X It's, it's my emergency. Inflation. Fund, right? like, yeah. What about well, inflation? What's that? Yeah, what, know, right? what, what if I can't order a new car, right? Like, uh, those different types of things. I also do some other fun stuff on my annual retreat that connect me more to who I want to be. And I, I think I mentioned this in the last episode, but there's a movie that really uh, helps me connect to this, which it's a wonderful life. My birthday's around Christmas. It works perfect. That's when I do my annual retreat. I also drive to the different places I've lived and just it puts me in a good uh, context of uh, what I'm doing. So that's the annual, which I know annual is a, a little new for you, right? Like that's, yeah, not I haven't done one yet, to be rhythm. honest. No. And I'm planning to yeah. do one probably in January. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm working to kind of prepare for this last quarter, as we're kind of getting into Q4 here is, um, or the end of the year is preparing for that, that annual retreat. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have an episode of how Jacob's annual retreat. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah. This is, this is one for me where, um, I actually do check into a hotel for this because it's also like, it's, it's kind of half retreat, half celebration of the year. And I'm a, I'm a introvert. I know you're an introvert. Uh, so maybe if you're an extrovert, you may want to throw a party or, you know, along with this or, or something like that, but you're an introvert who likes to party. So depends on who I'm partying, partying with Casey. I don't know, but uh, yeah, not me. Uh, Cause we're just going to talk about work. So we're not good party buddies. Uh, it, it won't go too well. Okay. So let's, so again, back to our life plan, then let's take that down to the quarter. Um, here. So in theory, in your, your annual retreat, you've picked five to six different areas that you're going to focus on. What do you then do in your quarterly planning to carry that out? Or what are, what's your rhythms there? So what I do is I try to pick one thing that I can do. That's going to move that goal forward. That takes more than a few weeks to, to knock out. If it's like something really easy, like it's going to just take me a day it's probably not worthy of a quarterly goal. So for instance, for my financial plan, my goal to retire at 55, I'm building a spreadsheet really that helps me um, kind of map out like some milestones that I need to achieve between now and the next, you know, so many years, um, decade and a half or so that I need to achieve 
Um, and then from there, I'm gonna that's gonna create more goals. Like, oh yeah, I need to save this much, or I need to look at opportunities this way uh, to get there. And or, or we would, need to cut spending by this much. You know that that, ooh, that that kind of thing. I was with you till that part uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the cutting spending. Now, uh, offense and defense. There's only two sides to finances, right? right. Uh, what you make and what you spend. So, that's right. Uh, that's definitely, uh, that. and, and, and to be clear, like this spreadsheet is, it, it takes into account like retirement savings. Um, and as most of us know, you can only save so much tax free or tax deferred, um, uh, for retirement. So I'm going to probably have to augment that some. Um, so yeah, it's, it's helping me just kind of go through the exercise of, okay, well, what's the ideal scenario? What are some other kind of alternative scenarios? And then based on that, uh, I'm hoping to be able to set some, some clear sort of financial goals. Yeah. And to backtrack a bit, remember our recommendation for quarterly planning is that you take a couple days each quarter, even start with one day, start with an afternoon, uh, where you're mapping out your focus for that quarter. And this is, uh, you know, you take from your life plan, you're picking those areas that you want to improve or you, or you want to focus on and, and at the quarterly mark, picking usually a three to four goals, uh, that you're going to focus on during that quarter and this is the time where I start to like use different frameworks. Like how do I make sure it's measurable? How do I make sure it's, you know, obtainable? What are my action steps? Like you talked about, uh, what are those next steps mapping those out, even getting organized so that when you get into the, the hum of the week, you're able to, you know, not lose focus on it. Uh, how many, how many goals do you pick per quarter? Is it around that three, four, or do you do more? I'm looking now. I got, I think five this quarter. One was kind of an easy one. So I knew I was going to be able to knock that out, but yeah, I've got four kind of meaty goals for the, uh, for the quarter. Gotcha. Okay. So you do this quarterly retreat, you come back energized, you come back psyched up, you're, we'll get to weekly here in a second, but, but what do you do if you're in a quarter, you know, your retreat is coming Right. Like, and you're like, oh boy, I don't know that I'm ready for that retreat because I haven't really accomplished any of my quarterly goals. So what do you do if you get to that quarterly retreat and you haven't got those goals done? What I, and I've done this, this has happened to me. I'll reassess my current quarterly goals and I'll ask, okay, well, are these still relevant? Sometimes a goal that you set for a quarter becomes irrelevant, um, either through circumstance or things changed or, you know, whatever. And that might be a reason why I didn't get done. Um, that are your motivations of change that, that also happens. Uh, so I'll reassess those say, okay, is this still relevant? Is this something that I still really feel like I need to knock out this year? And if the answer is yes, I typically will kick that goal down to the next quarter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to reaffirm this goal. I'm going to determine to tackle it this next quarter. And uh, I found that when I do that, I typically don't go more than two quarters without accomplishing a goal. Yeah. And some goals take longer than a quarter, right? right? So, you know, when you're crafting the goal, it's good to think in a, you know, what can I get done this quarter? But it's like, I know this quarter is good. This goal is going to be around for a while. Um, but what's the part of this quarter that I can achieve? Uh, I know I have an example, actually. I, you know, I love this planning stuff. I, I send books to people about planning and, and try to inspire people in this realm. Everyone on my team has been through these planning, uh, you know, focuses and, um, I created this goal, I think it was two quarters ago that I was, I have a 16 year old daughter and I was going to get her to write a life plan. That was my goal. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. That was, I, was, I thought it was a great goal. Like, Oh wow. I, 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 I hope I can get my daughter to do that when she's 16. That sounds awesome. 
Right. I was like already writing my dad of the year speech. Uh, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's a great dad right there. Ready to accomplish it. Guess, guess what happened? It didn't happen because I, I approached my daughter and she's like, why would I want to do that? And, uh, <laughs> And so I was a little like dejected about the fact that I couldn't convince my own daughter to write a life plan. And, uh, and then I was like, well, that's my way to think about it. Right. It's not hers. And so I I morphed the goal mid quarter, um, to be more about helping or inspiring her to think about having a life plan. Like my, my, so I had to change it. And then I don't even know if I got that done. And so there are times at the end of my quarter, I'm like, that was a stupid goal. I'm just going to cross that off. Like, I don't want people to be discouraged because I think this, it, it took me a while to get over this because I'm, my personality is achiever, driver, like that, that's what I, that's what I do. So sometimes I'll get down on myself and it's okay to get to the other quarter and be like, that was stupid. Like I'm smarter now than I was then. This yeah. was not a goal that was realistic. Or if you hit every single goal, your goals probably aren't aggressive enough. There's that. And I think we, when we ratify goals, at least I've done this in the past, I, it's like you ratify the goal. It feels good. You get on the bike and then you put this blindfold on and you're like, okay, I'm going after this goal. And the challenge when you do that is, is our reality changes. It, re it changes all the time. And if we charge after a goal with blinders on or a blindfold on, uh, we run the risk of like making a mess or not doing the right yep. things. So I think it, it is important to kind of be willing to change and be, you know, flexible. And, uh, I mean, I love the beatitude, the, the one that Jesus missed, like blessed are the flexible for they will never be bent out of shape. I think that's true with goal planning. Like, yeah, be flexible and, um, and you won't, you, you won't feel bad about yourself as much, maybe especially with <laughs> business goals, right? Like you just, you have to be able to flex to the market and, you know, something might become irrelevant and, um, let's say you're in the middle of a quarter and all of a sudden one of your goals is you realize this is a dumb goal. Do you add a new goal? Do you wait till your retreat? What, what do you do in those situations? What I've done, and this has helped me is I'll say, okay, I, sometimes I do a, a kind of a bad job of really clarifying the why when I ratify a goal. So I'll come back to myself. Okay. I'm resisting to, I, I'm not doing this. This isn't moving forward. Did reality change? Well, no, the reality didn't really change. Well, and then I started asking myself, why? Well, why did I get ratify this goal? Oh, well, it's because of this. Well, why, why, why did that happen? Oh, well, it's because of this. So I, I kind of go through this five why exercises. And after I've done that, sometimes it's really hard. Like I go, okay, this is what I'm really trying to accomplish. And I'll redraft the goal. Like this is what I, this is what I'm really after. And the sort of avenue that I thought that was going to get me there is not the right avenue. Like I need to, I need to change course and, and, and do something different. I'm trying to think of a good example of this. Give me a minute. Come back. Yeah. Uh, give me yeah, a minute because I, because this, this happens to me, not, not all the time, but it, it, it happens enough that, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I might just go back and look at a couple goals for this year and find an example here for us. Yeah. I'll say that for me, while you're looking at that, I, I call it a, a dangling modifier in that, uh, I will make the determination that this is no longer a goal that I'm pursuing, or if there's a quick adaptation that would make it relevant, then I'll keep doing it. But I, I don't add another goal. I just exit. Well, I just cross off that goal and then move on. And I'll, I'll reassess it the quarterly mark, unless there's something really obvious. But yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like I had this goal to create this. Uh, this is from like the earlier this year. I had a goal to create like this system to help me be more productive. I called it Jacob OS. Really clever name, right? <laughs> 
And, uh, and it just, I never like kind of got it going and it was like, okay, well, why am I doing this? Well, I'd like to be more productive. Well, why do I want to be more productive? Well, because I'd like to kind of be feel like I'm on top of my stuff. Well, why is that? Well, because the tools that I have right now aren't really working for me. Oh, well, why is that? Well, because I've configured them wrong. Oh, so then I ratified a goal just to step back and kind of reconfigure my tools to better support the work that I'm doing. And of course I can do that without creating a whole new system for it. So that that's nice. one example of a goal that I had. I was like really excited about it. Like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. You know, maybe I can sell it to Casey and he can sell it to some other folks. And it's <laughs> it's going to be great. And, uh, and, and I got some stuff done related to it, but I didn't really use it. And, uh, and yeah, so I just started asking myself why. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, um, if I don't have to reinvent the wheel and I can just reconfigure some things, which I did, um, and, and it can help my you know productivity and help me stay on top of stuff. Like let's do that. So that was the new goal. Yeah. And often the first, one of the first steps in your goal is to do more research about what you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes in that research, you're like, this isn't needed or actually someone has this better, or, um, I can outsource this or I can pay someone to take this off my plate. Like, uh, those, those are good things. Um, so if, if we're putting this back in context, so in your life plan, that is your ideal state. That is what you're driving to your annual, um, focus is what am I going to focus on this year to get me closer to that ideal state? Then at the quarterly mark, you're picking three to five goals out of your annual focus. That's going to help move the needle forward. You're mapping that out. I even map out a reward. Like if I do this, then I'm going to, yeah, I love the rewards. Yeah. I'm I'm recording this on a new computer on my desk. That was a reward for, uh, completing one of my goals this last quarter. So I think it makes it fun. It's actually really hard to think of what those are. So sometimes I'll be like TBD and then I'll, I'll, you know, throughout the quarter, I'll start to think of a, a reward that connects to it. But okay, so so that's your quarter, and and again, we we encourage you to go. This is a good thing to go away for if if you have the resources to do that. If not, this is an afternoon at a Starbucks or out on your patio. But it's identifying those three to four goals. Go back and listen to that episode though, because there's a bunch of reflection how to get to this, like looking for things that you could do better. Um, in and celebrating what happened the past quarter. Anything I missed on quarter? Jacob? No, I think you got it. One of the things that uh, I did before I had a life plan that I felt was helpful when quarterly planning was just doing a little brainstorming. Like, okay, if I this quarter, like if I had all the time in the world, like what are the what are the things I'd want to do? And I normally come up with a list that was much bigger than what I could actually get done. And then I would just kind of call that list and pare it down to three or four things that I, I felt like I could actually do in that quarter. And it, it was good. I mean, having a plan is better than no plan. Yeah. So yeah. Even and, if, and especially even if, if you're just getting started. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. And, and that's true for your, you know, for your life plan too. Like I'll make a list of things that are right for my life plan that I'd like to kind of do this year or then this quarter. And it's normally always more than what I could probably do. And I'll pare that down. Like, okay, well, what are the things I can really get done this quarter? Um, and yeah. yeah, I think that's a great way to do it. Just do some brainstorming. Yeah. Yeah. If I put this in my academic speak, I would say like getting your daily planning is like you graduated high school. When you get your weekly and quarterly going, that's like an undergrad degree to me. Uh, you do an annual, you've just picked up a master's degree, get to the life goal. You, you got a PhD at that point. Um, and you know, that to me, it's going to drive you further faster and more and, and get to celebrate more as you're doing it.
So, okay. So we talked about life to annual to quarterly. Then we get to weekly, which I like this because it's, it's all of a sudden to the point of like, I'm going to, this stops living in the fluffy world uh, of imagination. And this is where I actually need to do the darn things that I've said that I'm going to do at this point. So, so take your, your goal of retiring at 55 uh, you identified there's some, some research you need to do, some financial planning you need to do. So that's part of your annual and quarterly. How does that get down to your week? Uh, well, this week, actually it's next week. I don't have it for this week cause I was, this <laughs> week. but next week, one of my tasks related to this goal is to just start the stupid spreadsheet. So I'm just mm. going to start it I'm gonna get some formulas going. I'm, I'm, I'm ex- kind of excited to bake in the inflation formula, and and see how that 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 shakes out, um, and and the data I'm going to use initially is just what we have um, saved in our retirement accounts, and just kind of see how that looks at how that might look at 55. So that's that's kind of my next step related to this goal is just kind of get a baseline of kind of where we're at now, and then um, and then I'm going to tweak it probably over the next few weeks. I like that, and and so I, for- and I got to be clear about this: like spreadsheets are my least favorite thing to do. Unlike oh, Casey, it's like my least favorite thing. So just getting the spreadsheet going is a big, big win. I, I feel like we just like can't be friends anymore because you talked bad about the best piece of software that was ever created, which is a spreadsheet. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> I just There's probably like 10 that you need to get to a spreadsheet. But uh, OK, so let me take it from my goal, which was the uh, the health goal, which was, you know, looking and feeling great. Uh, my annual focus was there's weight loss that, that I need to focus on at the quarterly level. Uh, it could be to get an exercise routine in place. It could be to get a diet, uh, you know, in place. It could be to meet with doctors. Like those are the type of things that would hit my quarterly at the weekly. I'd be looking for what is the next step. So I can tell you this week I have, uh, on my, action plan was to set a dentist appointment and set a follow-up appointment for a surgery that I had. So those two things are done and they are Oops. on the calendar for next Friday. That's so, great. Congrats, uh, but man. that, that's how we get to my weekly is we get to the practical steps that I'm going to do still go back and listen to the weekly planning because there's more to it than this. We're trying to show you how goal goes through these different areas but you should also be capturing your wins and your misses and reflecting on that. Um, because it'll roll up as well, where what you learned at the week, you you will connect to the quarter um, at at that point. So so let me ask the same question that I asked about the quarterly, Jacob. What happens if your week is off the rails? Uh, What do you do? How do you pull it back on? What I do, man, this this happens to me way too often. (laughs) I have to admit my my I feel really good after I draft a week plan. And normally Monday, Tuesday, it's good. If, any, if things are going to go off the rails, it happens on Wednesday. I don't know what yep. it is about Wednesdays. Uh, so what I do is I just renegotiate. I'll redraft the plan like, you know what? I, I really wanted to get these three things done or four things done. What of the things I've got left? And normally it's still two or three things I need to get done. Uh, can I get, can, can I actually do before the end of the week? And I just renegotiate it with myself. And, um, and then during my retrospective the next week, I – think about like, what are some ways that I can better kind of keep myself on track and, um, anticipate curveballs and that kind of stuff. And I haven't gotten like really great at it, but I think it's at least good to kind of think through how could, uh, how could I have made this week better? 
And uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the key again is just to renegotiate and and don't feel bad about it. Like the again, you, you w- those of us that plan are like way ahead of. Mostly everybody. So if you're you like, okay, know that you right. forgot to do something you should have done. Right. You not created right. So a plan. what I'll do is I'll just redraft my weekly plan. I'll say, okay, you know, th- these are the things and it doesn't take long. It's like a, you know, 15 minute thing. I'll just redraft it and say, okay, this is what I'm going to get done this week. Um, cause there were these curveballs that I did not anticipate. And, uh, and, and I, and I go from there now. I think I've, for I've, me, like I've sometimes never had I, a week, I've never had a week go off the rails, so I wasn't sure what it would. No, just kidding. Only like 50 ever? out of 52. <laughs> Only 50 out of 52 go off the rail each year. Sorry. I yeah, I think the trick is, and this is some, I sometimes resist this. Like I'll be looking at the week. I'll be staring down the week. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all this stuff to do. I don't want to come up with a week plan. I don't want to look at like what this week is going to look like. And sometimes I hate to admit it, but sometimes I won't put the plan together. And I got to tell you on the weeks that I'm kind of staring down the barrel at a difficult week and I put the week plan together, I feel way better, like way better. And the yeah. week goes by way better. Uh, so I, I think the encouragement is even it, when you feel that resistance to not plan your week, like I do overcome it because your yeah. week will go by so much better. You'll feel better about it. You'll feel in control. You'll feel like, um, and, and you'll get some things done. You might not get everything done, but you'll get some things done and you'll feel good about it. It's a good point. And I think if it's Wednesday and you don't have a week plan, create it on Wednesday, yeah, make right? One. Like whatever, however you can default back to it is better than if you didn't do it at all. And this includes setting some priorities for the week. And, you know, we, we going back through the previous episodes, I think this is one maybe where we didn't give some really comprehensive tips on how to get a weekly plan done. Uh, do you have some tips here, Jake? I think my, my first one would be like, uh, you have to know when you're going to do it. It has to be on the calendar or yep. it's just not going to happen. Any, any other tips for getting this weekly planning done? Schedule it. Um, I think one of the big things that I do kind of during my weekly planning, and I don't know if I talked about this during the episode, is I look at the week ahead and the previous week, and I try to capture like things that I need to do that week to prepare for meetings or things that are coming up. And I think just by reviewing my calendar and knowing what's coming uh, and having that as it's kind of part of my plan for every day is really, really helpful. I, I, I've been in the weeks that I don't plan. I am regularly caught by surprise by something that was on my calendar that I did not prepare for or that I, yeah. I didn't feel like, you know, I, I got stuff done to make either a meeting productive or interact an interaction that I'm having with someone uh, go really well. So I think, for me, the real trick is look at the week ahead and craft the the plan around that, around your meetings. You got this hard landscape of things that are going to happen and then planning around that. And it's it's really kind of given me a tool to slot in time to work on um, personal projects or projects where I need um, that, are, that are kind of don't require meetings that I need like long stretches of uh, time to think about stuff or to code or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, it's really, really helpful. And if I don't do that, I, I find that I don't slot things in at the right times. And I'm kind of, it, I, I find myself kind of playing a game of whack-a-mole and, uh, yeah. it, it's unpleasant, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So we go from having a life plan, which is your doctoral thesis for your life, uh, then, then operate, operationalizing that in like, here's what I'm going to tackle this year. And that's too much to do all at once. So I'm going to break this down into a couple that I'm going to focus on this quarter. 
And then once you're in the quarter every week, looking at what things you're going to accomplish in out of those couple things that, that you're focusing on, I do think weekly is the best entry point if you have it. And it's why we recorded that section of planning first, if you're going back to listen to it, because I think daily's hard without a focus for the week. But if you can get your weekly preview and, and we call it after action review or retrospective on the previous week. I I think that's the best entry point, but then the weekly plan is only as good as your daily execution uh, to be able to get it done. And this is where once I get to the day, I don't want to do a lot of dreaming planning. I I don't want to like strategize at the day. I want to execute when I get to the day. And so this is where I'm going to, that weekly plan has already laid out in front of me. And this is where I just got to go knock stuff out and, and find times to focus and get the things done, um, that, that are all the way up on my life plan. But what, what is today's part of it that I'm going to focus on? Yeah. And that's exactly what I do. I normally have tasks. I I normally pick the tasks that I'm going to do tomorrow today. And, uh, I flag those up and I have the, I know what exactly what I'm going to work on. I I consult my plan before I do that. Like, okay, what did I think I was going to do today? Oh yeah. Okay, great. And then I, I flag those and, and, and I'm off to the races and, and like you, Casey, I know what I'm going to do. I don't have to like think about it. I've already drafted yep. the plan. I'm, I'm going to try to stick to it as best as I can and, and, and check off the tasks that uh, relate to the plan and my goals and all that. Yeah. So if we take your financial goal that we talked about here and, and the daily is a lot more about just accomplishing your goals, right? There's everything else going on oh, in yeah. your life. There's your rhythms. emails and calls and all yeah, kinds that, of stuff. that you're doing, but it's making sure that I have some time in that day to get to that thing that affects my life plan. So uh, for me and my my healthcare goal, it would be okay. I'm going to work out today. I'm going. This is what I'm going to eat today. I track. Uh, I've been tracking my protein and my water intake. Uh, so that's I'm going to do all that tracking. Like the day is about execution. What would that be for your financial goal? Like it, when it gets down to the day, is this like crack the spreadsheet open time? Yep, like yep, okay, I I'm going to figure you. this out on, right? on Monday. I have a task in my task manager. Um, that says, yeah, get, get the spreadsheet started, pull in like historical financial data and, and start, you know, kind of carrying that over into the future and and seeing what, you know, possible returns look like that that's the goal. And you know, it'll probably take me a couple hours to do that, that, that one task and that's it. But you're defining what part of that task is today. That's right. And, and we'll, we're both strong advocates to what is the priorities for the day. You probably can't get more than three done. Three is a rule of thumb, not a hard, not a fast rule. Um, but these are the three things. If I get through this part of my list, it's going to be a great day. Now I have 20 others below it if I have more time. So talk to me about like how you, if you can't get something done, how you defer and what happens if you just keep pushing something and pushing something, uh, day after day. Yeah, That's a good question. Like if I keep deferring tasks, I keep kicking it down the road. Like I have to ask myself two things. One is, is this really important? Number one. If I still say yes, then it's like, then I go through the five whys. Like, why am I procrastinating on this? Why is it not getting done? Is it what I actually need to do? Sometimes I have a task and it's, I kind of know what it is, but I, it's not real clear, like what the next action is. It's kind of a fuzzy thing. Mm. And I, it, it helps me like, okay, if I'm, if I keep deferring something, I haven't gotten real clear about that thing normally. Like I still, there's still some thinking I need to do. And uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to pause and say, okay, is this really the next action or the really, you know, is this really a task that I can do? And if the answer is no, then okay, well, what is it? What's going to actually move this thing forward? And let's redraft 
the title of the task to match actually what I need to do. That, that's the fuzziness what I found. of what the next step is, is a, is a good one. That could probably be a whole episode that we, we focus on. And, uh, I found that sometimes if I am putting something off, it is cause I don't know what to do next. And at that point, there's a couple of things that help me. One is to create a deadline, even if it's an artificial deadline. And my favorite way to do that is to schedule a meeting, uh, with whoever the deliverables for or includes. Uh, so it's oh, like, really okay, smart. I got to get this report done. Yep. Uh, report finalization prep Friday at three. Now guess guess who's going to get something done Friday at three because I don't want to show up to that meeting without it being done. Or it's like a one-on-one, I'm stuck on this task. I'm not sure, can I pick your brain? Can I get your advice on on what to do next? Even if it just gets me a little more excited about doing the work. Yeah, you mentioned, yeah, scheduling a meeting. Yeah, I've done that a number of times where it's like, okay, I'm like, I, I, I don't really want to do this. And sometimes it's really clear like what it is. And I'm yep. just procrastinating on it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just schedule a meeting and I'm going to show this to people. And, uh, and by magically by scheduling meetings and setting a deadline, it things, things happen. It's, it's great. Yeah. Either one, you, you're going to, the deadline helps you. And if you haven't seen Tim Urban's, uh, Ted talk on procrastination, oh my gosh, go, I watch go it at least once, once a year, once a year, it's, <laughs> it's it'll about, be in the show notes. It's, we'll it's link great. it in the show notes. It's great. Uh, the, the procrastination monkey, uh, you know, you'll get the, you'll get the monster that scares the procrastination monkey. Watch the video. You'll understand. Um, and either that, or I get to that meeting and I'm like, I'm stuck on this guys. Like, can we, can we talk about this? Um, or I need help or anyone else better to do this than me. Cause I, I can't seem to get it off the ground. Um, or even like, do we need to do this? Like, why do none of us want to do this? Uh, what's, what's wrong with the task? So I, I love that. Um, daily is to me, like while it's, while it's your high school diploma, I've called it here. I think it is what separates, uh, the achievement from the, just the dream is getting daily routines where, and getting uh, margin in your day to work on these big projects, um, and get them done. But if you get into that day and you don't know what you're supposed to do, it's kind of a loss, right? You will end up, uh, losing that. So let, let's recap from the top to the bottom or the bottom to the top. These are inverted. You can throw them in a circle. Maybe a circle is the best uh, analogy here. But so we start with that life plan, which is this is the true north. This is my roadmap. This is who I want to be. This is how I want to be remembered. Uh, and then in that document is, but here's my reality. Here's what I want to be, but here's my reality here's the steps I can take, um, to get closer to ideal from reality. From there, we're going to pick some focuses for the year. Uh, five to six focuses is our recommendation. Uh, then you can't work on all five to six at the same time. So you got to break those down even further into two or three per quarter that then you set goals on and weekly you plan out, this is what I'm going to do. Then you get to do it. Is that simple enough? I, I, it still feels complicated, but it's like the more you get into it, you're like, you can't skip any of those steps to have optimal performance. And I think one thing to note too, like if, if you're getting into the day and this has happened to me where I just, I feel like I'm not ever or rarely moving my goals forward, not because I don't want to do them, not because they're not exciting me. I just, I can't move them forward. That might be an indication that I don't have enough margin in my life. And, mm. and, and that's a good opportunity to kind of reassess, okay, well, what I am, what am I involved in at work or avocationally that I need to, that I need to maybe pull back from a little bit so that I can move my goals forward. Um, without that, you know, without, without kind of doing that sort of analysis, 
um, many of us would just like, oh, well, it's it's a dream. Like Casey said, like it, it just it stays a dream. So I think even if you find yourself in, in a place where you're not moving goals forward, don't dis- don't despair. Just reassess and, and try to find ways to create more margin. I think that's a good indicator yeah. that that you need more margin in your life. And uh, uh, I've been in seasons where I've had to do that sort of assessments like, OK, I need to I need to pull back on some stuff. I need to shrink my portfolio of responsibilities so that I can focus on uh, moving some of my goals forward. Because the truth is many of the things in our life plan, many of our goals, like they're important, but they're not urgent. So if we don't have margin to work on them, they're not going to get done. That's right. And then they'll become urgent. I could say like in the case of my health uh, situation, like it didn't feel urgent until I all of a sudden was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. At that point, guess what? It is urgent and it's going to get more and more urgent if I, if I don't deal with it uh, at, at that point. So uh, I think the other part for me is like if I'm feeling that overwhelmed, I need to go look at two places. I need to look at my calendar uh, to see where I'm spending my time. And then I need to look at my pocketbook to see what's getting my attention. So if I go through my bank statement, I can usually tell you what's getting my attention. Uh, and and I, I think there's some like universal life lessons here about where you spend your time and where you spend your money is what your focus is. And so if I, if I go back and look at that, I can see like, okay, even like I've overextended myself financially, which means I feel like I have to work more and look for extra projects. And that's taking the margin out to do the big thing that actually could benefit me financially. Right. Cause I got a big promotion or I, I, my company, you know, exceeded it. And you just have to be careful that, that the stuff you're working on is the right stuff. And there's, there's a quote on, I have a board of quotes in my office and it says, are you in a game worth winning? Cause I, I, I could tell you as an achiever, I can win. I win a lot. I, you know, I, I, I'm pretty good at winning, uh, but I'm not always good at picking the right game to win. Sometimes I'm winning a game. I don't even care about. That is a I great quote. You, and I got to say, Casey, you are uh, very skilled. You're you're an achiever in this area. You're very skilled at yep. ratting me out on this podcast. <laughs> so I got to say, congratulations are in order, Casey. You just got promoted, right? This is very I exciting. Did. I it's did very just exciting. get a promotion. So make sure this podcast you achieved. Goes out this is great, right man. Like, yeah, very exciting. But I will tell you, even the promotion that I got is because I I knew some other things I didn't want to do. Um, because I want it because it's my dream job and I get to focus on it. It's really cool. So thank you for that, Jacob. And let's call each other out. If we see each other playing games that we're not sure are worth winning, cause no, that, it's really easy to fall. It really into is. That. It really is. Yeah. 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 I love well, winning too. Like I hate losing. I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Unless I'm actually playing an actual sport. Like, you know, I don't really care, but um, or a board game. You are pretty intense <laughs> yeah, on board games. Yeah, I can be, I've, I've gotten, you know, more friendly. <laughs> By intense, I mean you actually like to do it. Oh, I like uh, to do it. Yeah, I like <laughs> to play. I like to. I, I, we, I like it. It's good. We do have a mutual friend who is very intense when he plays a board game. Uh, like, freaks me out a little bit. How yeah, intense it's he it, is, it's so. it's a little intense. It's a little. Much. Uh, shout shout out to uh, Jake, one of our friends, who was who was one of the voices in the fables That's from right. season one. So That's if right. you uh, you can figure that out there, but um, Jacob, thank you for for doing this with me today. I think. Um, this art of planning, and, and this is what we recommend, and you can even, if you listen to the episodes, hear things that Jacob and I do different, uh, that that blends with who we are. Jacob's more of a night owl. I'm more of a morning bird. Uh, and, you know, just different rhythms. He plans his next day, the day before. I plan my day in the morning. He's good on evening routines. I'm good on morning routines. Like, the, 
you'll adapt this to your to your own rhythm and uh, personality. But the key is just start with something and start with getting a better idea of, of do this. And you can go through any of those uh, books and, or any of those podcasts and it, it'll tell you. So uh, in closing, we want to make sure that you sign up for our newsletter uh, and we are doing a drawing to get two free books, not one book, two books that are free, a free to focus and deep work. Those are Jacob and my favorite planning books uh, that we use. Uh, you can listen to podcasts and it'll tell you which one is which, who likes what. We both like both of them, uh, though. So we'd also love to hear your feedback uh, and leave a review in, in your podcast player. Uh, helps other people get to hear uh, about this podcast. Or you can email us at feedback at leaderfables.com. Jacob, any final, any final? No, that's comments? it. Uh, we're we're going to be preparing some more episodes. We might be on a short hiatus between now and then, but uh, I'm super excited to uh, uh, to explore with you, Casey. What's next for Leader Fables? Yes, we'll let you know as soon as we know. <laughs> it's going to be great. We need to do some of these planning rhythms uh, for Leader Fables. It's going to be great. Well, until then, lead on. Lead on.